Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. So, Greg, you were, you were asking what our strategies are? Right. When you get to the park in the morning, mm-hmm. everybody has a little technique for when do they show up, what do they do, what's their routine, what the ritual, mm-hmm. strategy, when you get to Disneyland in the morning. Yeah. I always get there at least 30 minutes ahead of the posted opening time. Always. At least. 45, typically. But, you know, no later than 30. Because it's so you're waiting in the turnstile line out front, yep, basically. Yep, and then about okay. I don't know about fifteen twenty minutes before posted opening time, they they start letting everybody in. You know, that you can fill in Main Street, you can go to the shops. The shops are all open. So wait, I'm sorry, fifteen minutes ahead of time, they op- they let you in. Something like that, yeah. And then they sort of they have the rope across the end of Main Street, and then as soon as the clock strikes nine or whatever, then the cast members start walking backwards and walk people toward wherever you know. You want to go, and then they sort of branch off into the into the the different areas. When now, when you what do you, is there something you always ride first? I typically go to like uh, Frontierland slash Critter Country first. I like to ride Splash Mountain first. I think that's a good like early morning Splash Mountain or Space Mountain at Disneyland. That's kind of where I I gravitate to. Those are probably two of the worst waits in the park. Yeah. Yep. In terms of not only being long but just being very boring. Yeah. During that that morning time, if you successfully do this, you re- it really saves you a significant amount of time later on because you can get at least two or three rides in with a very minimal weight, and right. then for me that's that's kind of all I I really need to do, <laughs> you know. And then I can just relax for the for the rest of the morning and the afternoon because like I've got it out of my system, and mm-hmm. and that that's always worked out really well for me. Louis, do you have a routine? Yeah, I mean it was actually pretty similar to Alex's until. Maybe midway through this year. I did almost exactly that. I always did Space Mountain first. I was always there before park opening. Um, And now I just don't do that anymore. (laughs) Um, I think it's because I go often. Um, But, you know, I also know that Alexa likes her sleep. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think not having to wake up so early actually still makes you wake up earlier anyway because you're in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, so we don't ever get there for park opening anymore. But it is a wonderful feeling to walk in the park leisurely without really any more than four people in the turnstile line before you. Yeah, And then walk up through there. And now I always, every single time now, I must ride a main street vehicle to the hub. I will never <laughs> not do this ever again. It is one of the most wonderful things. It like, is. It is a really good experience. Um, it's, it's amazing. I don't know why it's so good. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I guess I always just walked up main street and never thought too much of it because I was always like waiting, like running to an attraction. But yeah, I've now done, done three of the four different vehicles. I did the, fire truck last time and then this time the first day we just we got on the horseless carriage just a little car and you know just last minute we saw him there and we gestured to the vehicle and he waved to us to come on in and he drove us all the way up to the hub and we just walked casually over to the hungry bear restaurant had some lunch walked over to the matterhorn waited not too long for that had a wonderful time and just did some slow rides for a little while that's nice. Leisurely Disney is so much fun. Yeah, and it's something it's, that's it's really that, great. Yeah, it's something that that only 
you know, few people actually experience because it, it really does require you going to Disney enough that you're like, you don't care. You know, yeah. like just being at Disneyland is enough to to be happy. And yeah. anything you do is a bonus. <laughs> when you watch videos, or they weren't videos then, but films of the park from the 50s and 60s and even the 70s, they weren't a fraction as crowded then as they were now, as yeah, they are totally now. right. Yeah, I mean you can just you just see you know any given shot you see like you know fifteen people walking around, and it's just not it, it, it's insanely crowded now. Yeah, those days when there's when there's like forty thousand people on Main Street, it's just like wow. <laughs> yeah, know? it is not a little town in of Marceline anymore. No, it's like <laughs> it's the metropolis Marceline, tiny town. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the world's fair has come I, to town <laughs> mod like like you said alex i mean taking it slow is really great i mean before we even got to big thunder or space mountain we had done matterhorn dumbo and snow white and it was great it was yeah. great because it wasn't it wasn't stressful we didn't wait in too long of lines and uh man it was my first time being on like dumbo at disneyland mm-hmm. and uh oh yeah that's weird I don't. We also went on Astro Orbiter. That's oh, that's fun, uh, isn't it? Astro Orbiter is legitimately scary. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Uh, I, I had not been on it until the last time you went, and I I loved it. It was it's it's very thrilling. <laughs> well, just imagine what it was like when it was actually on top of a building. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Up there, really high. So it's scary. Man. I I do well. The the main difference for anyone who hasn't ridden them both, uh, Dumbo stays level the entire time when you move it up and down. <laughs> not but so with move, the Astro Orbiter. Yeah, when you move the Astro Orbiters, you're angled with the pole. <laughs> yeah, you so. So if yeah, you're tilted and you board the attraction tilted. So it's uh yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. You feel like you're going to fall out. It's like it's like the uh, like Mickey's fun wheel. It's like, "Oh, this wonderful quaint delightful Ferris wheel. Let's get on the rocking car." And you get it and you're yeah. terrified the entire yeah. time that you're going to fall into the bay because yeah. it just it tilts you sideways. So I guess to just kind of round it out we took it pretty slow the entire time we were there. And not to say that we didn't ride any major attractions like Indy or Radiator Springs. We did. We just didn't ride Space Mountain three times. And we didn't do Big Fender Mountain more than once. And, you mm-hmm. know, it, we just didn't do all that stuff. And we did very, very little. But the stuff that we did was wonderful. I mean, I hadn't done It's Tough to Be a Bug for a little while. And it was Alexa's first time. And it was legitimately hilarious. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good attraction. <laughs> It's also terrifying. That's the yeah, other, those the, the third the spiders, third most terrifying man. thing. Uh, <laughs> most ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Greg, what about you? Yeah. So my my strategy slash routine has definitely changed over the years. It was it used to be much more about getting there as early as possible, and you know getting over to Space Mountain as quickly as possible. Now that I have uh, little kids right now who don't actually even ride on Space Mountain yet, that isn't as much of a priority. So we try and sort of. I guess we like breakfast is always a big priority. You can't I, mm-hmm. for, if it's just me, like I can skip it. I don't really care. Yeah. But they have to eat, and so I've gotten kind of used to. We go to La Brea Bakery mm-hmm. um, yeah. over in downtown Disney, which is actually it's really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah, it is really. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Um, it's very good. They have both kind of a, a quick service section and a uh, sit down section. Uh, you know, full service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like it. And so we did that last time we were there, and that worked out really well. Walked over to the park. I have to say, there's something weird about Disneyland's entrance 
I'm not quite sure what's going on. The Magic Kingdom in Florida, you never see a billion people lined up outside to get in. And it feels like there's a billion people lined up to get out into Disneyland every morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the line, there's, yeah. you know, there's 15 lines and they all have like 100 people in them, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, um, both, both, both and, lines and they meet go in the middle, quickly. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they go fairly quickly, and you get inside, and, like, you're kind of like, where do those people go? Because, like, in the morning, like, it's not typically that, it doesn't feel that crowded. I think it's I think it's a size differential, because, like, it's really mysterious how much bigger uh, Magic Kingdom is, but you don't notice it, you know? When, right. you're, when you're there, right. you don't even notice this is so much, you know, because it, it feels the same, it looks the same, yeah. but it's way bigger. And you don't really notice until you're actually inside how much bigger it is. Right. Um, so once we once we get in, um, I I tend to want to try and do like Peter Pan as early as possible because that line gets so it does. Yep. crazy. Yep. That said, it's totally a crapshoot what my kids want to do in the morning. Like mm-hmm. I, sometimes they'll say, "Hey, let's go ride Peter Pan." And they're like, "Yeah." Other times they'll be like, "No, they want to do something else." And talking them out of that or talking them into something. It's like, no, we need to do Peter Pan now because later it'll be crowded, et cetera. It's yeah. like that that does not even work at all. <laughs> so uh, we pretty much ride whatever they want to ride. Um, beyond, yeah, so it's it, it, my days are more like, I would say, Louis's days now. I mean, I contrast it to when I was a kid going to Disney World and the Magic Kingdom then always opened at 9 a.m. Uh, but Main Street always opened at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So we would always get there at 8 and then eat at the Sarah Lee restaurant oh, nice. uh, on Main Street, and then wait for the rope drop. The rope was always held at um, the end of Main Street, right before you get to the hub. Uh-huh. And I tried to replicate this a couple of years ago when I went, and like they wouldn't, they don't let you in at all until nine a.m. now, or, or until you know park opening. Yeah, really. Uh, Main Street does not open early there oh. anymore. It still does at Disneyland. They do, yeah, 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 no, yeah. not at Disney World at least That's, as far as yeah, I can tell. No, I think you're right. I think when we were there, I, yeah, I, because I, they have, yeah, they have yeah. an opening ceremony there. They do. Oh they man, have and do I hate that? <laughs> I hate it as well. Really? It is kinda, so. It, it's the clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. I kind of like it. It is so <laughs> fake. It, it's just, yeah. I mean, it just seems it, it seems so forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I kind of enjoyed it, but <laughs> but I'm 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 that way. So <laughs> so, Greg, I think I think the reason maybe that I. I started making this a slow thing was when you go in the park and you go and you walk in at noon, you still have 12 hours ahead of you. Yeah. Yes. These parks are open so early and so late that you don't need to spend the full day there. It's impossible. I mean, the park was open at seven with the extra magic hour the day we were there. Yep. And seven o'clock. And it's like if you, there's no way you could stay till midnight. You're crazy. Yeah. That's when you do the nap trick. Well, totally. But yeah. you know, I, I guess in that respect, I'd rather just walk in the park at noon, get some lunch, and you know, then just take a leisurely stroll. I will say though that I did leave out one crucial thing in the routine. Always stop by the Starbucks, mm. not the one in downtown Disney, the one that's on either Buena Vista Street. Or the one that's on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because they're run by Disney cast members and not actual Starbucks people. <laughs> I'm serious. You think I'm joking, but it's like it makes a huge difference. The people at the Starbucks in in downtown Disney, man, 
I don't know what it is, but they just don't know how to run that Starbucks. <laughs> mm. And which is surprising to me, but I guess at the same time, perhaps maybe there aren't really that many stores that Starbucks owns and has that have that kind of volume. Uh-huh. If there's one thing Disney really gets in that regard is they understand how to deal with volume fairly well. Not the best, but fairly well. Mm-hmm. And they can distribute a ton of coffee beverages in a short amount of time. Mm. I'd like to take this moment to uh, give a shout out to our new sponsor, Starbucks. Starbucks yeah, coffee. Yeah, Starbucks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> Uh, Louis, you were talking earlier about Fanta- the new Fantasmic, the fact that you can get fast passes, and this played into your strategy somehow. Yeah, I I didn't really notice a lot of things that happened with Fantasmic because I just didn't care enough to go check it out. Um, okay. There there was uh, new stuff that I noticed. For example, the Aladdin's Oasis area is now a restaurant, and. I, that was super surprising to me. The old Tahitian Terrace, then Aladdin's Oasis with dinner shows and stuff. It doesn't have a dinner show anymore, but they serve dinner now? Is that just Fantasmic dinner? Yes. So I can't just walk in there. I have to be a Fantasmic person. Well, well you well by going in there, it, you get a Fantasmic thing. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? You get your Fantasmic Fast Pass because you ate there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and... That was well, not really why we decla- declined. They just didn't really have any vegetarian things at all. Mm. Um, oh, I, I should say, this is the worst part. This is pretty terrible, actually. Of the three or four menu items they had there, one of them, the one that was vegetarian, was vegetarian lasagna. And I'm mm. like, Aladdin's Oasis in <laughs> Adventureland is selling <laughs> lasagna? <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Let's see. Anything else about strategy, routine, things you always do? Well, I always we always take naps. That's our thing, especially with a child. You know, you always want to, you know, you go early and, er, early as possible, and then around noon, 1 o'clock, you know, have it back to the hotel, take a nap, take a swim, relax, and then go back at night. What's the one attraction show thing in the park? that you feel like you always need to do? Just one thing. One thing. The Matterhorn. Or, or your day's not right. The Matterhorn, absolutely. 100%. I can't... You gotta ride that every, I, time, every, I, every time you go on the trip. The I, trip can't, I can't pass it up. It's, it's the one thing that I think Alexa and I can't agree on more is how wonderful that attraction is. Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain are really good. But there's something really special about Matterhorn, and I think I gushed about it once to you guys already, but there's something really special about it, and I I just can't pass it up anymore. But um, now having done both the Fantasyland and Tomorrowland sides in a single visit, uh, the Tomorrowland side is way better. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, I've done them both, but I haven't ever done them enough uh, together to compare them. Yeah, we did them them, uh, fairly... Fairly close together. And the Fantasyland one is, it feels a lot slower and tamer. The Tomorrowland one is definitely rougher and more surprising. Hmm. I didn't know there was a difference between the two. Oh, yeah. They're definitely not the same tracks. Mm -hmm. Alex, is there one thing at the park that you feel like you need to do each time you go? At Disneyland? Yeah. I would say uh, I I always hang out in New Orleans Square for a while. I always really enjoy that. Just just wandering around. I I just love listening to the sounds 
uh, coming out of the windows. It's, it's just it's the nicest area of the park to be, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. especially the the walkway in front of it between uh, between it and Frontierland, or between Frontierland and it and Critter Country, I just I enjoy that that walk very much. Um, so that area of the park is a place that I always you know hang out at a lot. And uh, Splash Mountain is probably the attraction that I never miss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Splash Mountain, really? Yeah, I love Splash Mountain. Wow. Love it. I just you know I found out the other day, and it just it just it it, it tickled my funny bone so much that. The original idea for Flash for for Splash Mountain was like a crazy sort of alternate universe Country Bear Jamboree. Have you heard about this? It's like like oh. like moonshine running bears. They were like the weird. I don't even. I don't know if they were the cousins of the Country Bears. Country that Bear Bears. That sounds way better. But it was a it was a bear ride where you were running moonshine. And sounds it sounds way, way <laughs> no kidding. Like you want to talk about a a better theme for Splash Mountain? Moonshine Bears is a better theme for yeah. Splash Mountain. Makes sense for Bear Country. It bear totally country. does because it was yeah. going to be in Bear Country. Yeah. Greg, what about you? Let's see. It's a good question. I think the things I always try and do that I always feel that if I don't do, I feel like I've missed something. I always like hanging out in the Tiki Garden and seeing at least one one through of the little pre-show there. Oh yeah, that's nice. Uh, with each of the gods. Uh huh. I always try to ride the train around at least from Tomorrowland to Main Street so I can see the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that means something to me, but I yeah. always like doing that. <laughs> Riding a Main Street vehicle, something I always try and do. And then a newer thing is walking through Cinderella's cat or a Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough. Oh, yeah. We do that every oh, time yeah. now, too. It's fantastic. Just, it's so, it's so. I mean, I love it, and it's so easy. That, you know, you, there's no line or anything, so mm-hmm. you can just kind of go right through there. Did I tell uh, you the secret about this yet? No. no what's the secret? I just, I, just, I just discovered this like yesterday. There is a alternate viewing of this whole attraction for people in wheelchairs. Oh yes, I've really? I've heard about that, and what? I think maybe I've even seen it. There's, yeah. I've never seen it. I'm gonna have to try to figure oh, out so how they, to do so it. So they just sort of rebuilt they, it on a flat plane. No, 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 no. They, they, there's a virtual tour, so you kind of watch it on a TV, I guess. Huh. But they, they, they specified it as quote a magical room, and I can't imagine <laughs> what this is like because it makes it seem like it's actually really well themed, and I have no idea where it so, is. Yeah, the, it, it's it's right near the exit, I believe, and it is a small room that is nicely themed. It's you know wood paneled and looks good, and they show you the special. Um, uh, extra uh, thing on the Sleeping Beauty DVD. They have a virtual walkthrough uh-huh. on Sleeping Beauty. I'm sorry, Blu-ray. Huh. Right. And it's exactly that. That's what they show you. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it's quite magical. Because there's no way they can get a wheelchair up there. Nope. Oh, yeah. No way. No way. <laughs> yeah, no it's, it's, it's the most non-ADA compliant thing in the yeah. world. Oh, and then for one attraction, I guess I like... Oh, Small World is maybe my, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So I always try and mm-hmm. do that at least mm-hmm. once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with that gorgeous facade. It's amazing how much better that is than any of the other small worlds. You mm-hmm. know, every other one feels like it feels like they're 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 fine, but they feel like an attraction in the in a mall to me. You know? They're like in this weird room and the walls are painted and the the drop ceiling isn't up up there and like uh it just like it it, it just it, it it is in no way as nice of an experience as walking through that garden with this amazing facade. And entering the boats outside. I agree. 
Yeah, that, it's great. Well, I haven't always loved the ride. When I was a kid, I hated Small World, but then something <laughs> flipped when, I, like, around age thirty, where I became, I came to love it. And then um, I don't like it nearly as much since they added the Disney characters into it. It really. I agree with you. It won't. I won't say ruined it for me, but I do not have the passion for it that I did oh, before oh, they did so, that. But this, 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 <laughs> <laughs> a bit. Yep. I have. I have one tiny thing to say about it. I have. Not really much problem with them adding those characters, especially in the holiday version. There mm. is nothing more hilarious to me about that entire attraction than hearing Ariel sing Jingle Shells. Oh, okay, yeah. That is the best thing, and I'm so glad that they did it. <laughs> 